Chapter 16 Ben met with Dr. Rao, and while he seemed very pleasant, Ben found himself uncomfortable discussing anything personal with the man. Once the session was over, the secretary sent Ben to speak with Hannah. So how was your session with Dr. Rao? she asked. Well, he's nice, Ben started. There's a but in there, isn't there, she said. It's okay, Ben. Speak freely. He didn't put me at ease. I felt awkward speaking with him, he said. Sure, okay. Let me see. Do you think you might be more at ease speaking with a woman? Because I can get you in to see Dr. Granger tomorrow morning at the same time, she asked. Well, I have no trouble speaking with you and Gabriella, so maybe yeah, he agreed. Hannah made a request for the appointment for the following morning and received the confirmation message in moments. Okay, you're set. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Are you up for a session with Beth and me tonight? Ben had been thinking about how he'd bolted from Daphne's house the last night he'd been there. He felt terrible about that. I think I'll stop by Daphne's on the way back to see how they are doing. I left in a bad way when I was last there. I'm definitely up for another session tonight. What time? We could come over at 7.30? Ben remembered something. Are you aware that I've brought Tina and Christopher back to my place to live with me while she's attending university? Oh, ah, no, I wasn't aware of that. Don't you think that's a bit premature? She said cautiously. Actually, it feels right. My anxiety over how I had been treating Tina is gone. I'm even becoming more comfortable with fulfilling her need for a dominant partner, though quite frankly, I think that's more due to her being a very mature and responsible young woman. There is thankfully very little drama with Tina. With her living with you, where are we going to have our sessions? Hannah asked. In my media room like last time. We'll just close the door for privacy. Excellent. See you at 7.30 then, Hannah smiled. Ben headed out, and Hannah made a quick call to Daphne to let her know he was heading over and to keep her daughters in check. Ben stopped by the florist and picked up a beautiful flower arrangement for Daphne and her daughters to wish them luck with their new venture. Daphne opened the door and beamed a broad smile at him as she ushered him inside. He hung up his jacket, kicked off his boots, and followed her back into the playroom which had quickly become their favourite room. I was told that this is a congratulation and good luck arrangement, Ben said, handing the flowers to Daphne. Oh, Ben, you didn't need to do that. They're lovely. Thank you. Let me put them in the kitchen for now. Girls, Ben is here, Daphne called out. When Ben gave her a nervous look, she patted his arm. They just wanted to say thank you personally for the incredible job you did on the daycare. They promised me no hanky-panky. Daphne left to go into the kitchen, and Ben sat on a big red couch in the playroom. He smiled as he looked around at how much natural light filled the room. He couldn't wait to hear the excited voices and laughter of kids in the neighborhood again. Speaking of excited voices, he heard Lisa and Laurie rushing from the back of the house. They slid into the room in their socks, wide grins on their faces. Both had their hair up in pigtails. They wore white blouses with rolled-up sleeves and grey plaid skirts, which only reached mid-thigh. They walked over to the couch, holding hands as they had back in the days when he'd seen them walking to school. 
Ben realized the clothes they wore matched their old school uniforms, but they never looked like this. He froze as they stood before him, as he could faintly see their crimson push up bras through their tight white tops. He had no trouble seeing the resulting cleavage. We want to thank you, Ben, for the amazing job you did on the daycare. The workmanship is second to none, the attention to detail is incredible, and there is no question we have the best facilities of any daycare in the county, if not the state. Thank you so much, Lisa said earnestly. Thank you, Ben, Laurie joined in. Ben began to relax when they didn't jump on him or try to kiss him. Instead, they behaved in a friendly and polite way. He still couldn't get over the similarity in their outfits to their old school uniforms, aside from the overly abundant cleavage and their long, smooth legs. They sat on the couch on either side of him, but they didn't crowd in, rub against him, or touch him in any way. They just smiled. Again, Ben began to relax. Daphne came back out into the playroom and froze when she saw her daughters sitting on the couch with Ben. They hadn't been dressed like that when she'd told them this morning to behave when Ben arrived. And pigtails. Still, Ben didn't seem too nervous, just a little confused. Have you begun advertising? Ben asked as he got used to the ladies sitting next to him on the couch. Yes, actually, the girls took care of that. Daphne said with a big smile. Laurie jumped up, skipped over to the kitchen counter, and brought back some of the printed material. She returned to her spot on the couch and handed the papers over to Ben with a bright smile. Trish did all of our design work, and it looks incredible. It really set us above the others, and there has a huge response. We're actually preparing to begin the interview process next week. There will be a spring-summer program and a fall-winter program. We're actually approved to have 25 kids in the daycare based on the new design. One spot is reserved for Tina's Christopher, so we're interviewing for 24 more, Daphne smiled. We also have Jacob and Emma Brown's two daughters coming to work for us. They currently work in one of the city, run daycares, which is all the way on the opposite side of the city. They're just across the street and three doors over, so their new commute is less than a minute's walk. Natalie is less than a minute's walk. Natalie is 20 and Victoria is 19, so we'll have sufficient adult supervision. They received an excellent reference from their former employer and are fully certified. Ben looked at the twins again. Ah, is there going to be a uniform for the staff? He asked curiously. The twins giggled and swatted him playfully. No, silly. We were just excited about the new beginning and remembering our own school days. It made us feel a little nostalgic, Lisa grinned, her bosom straining to break free from the tight white fabric. Nostalgic, Ben repeated quietly, as he took in Laurie's matching efforts to burst from her own garment. He began to sweat. He didn't catch the little spark of victory in Laurie's eye that she shared with her sister. They sat demurely on the couch and crossed their legs. Ben's eyes widened when he saw their lovely long limbs on display. When he glanced at their faces, the twins seemed to be completely unaware of their effect on him. So he sighed a quiet breath of relief. Daphne missed this as she was digging through the paperwork for the application forms for Ben. You'll need to fill these out and get them back to us. 
We need to have a file for each child we sign up, Daphne said, handing a set of forms to Ben. He folded them, and with a final nervous glance at the twins, he stood up. I guess I'll be going. I told Tina I would take her shopping this afternoon at the mall. She barely has any clothes since the arse. Sorry, her husband wouldn't buy her any. The twins suddenly looked at him in shock. The mall, Lisa gasped. You can't buy her good clothes at the mall, Laurie exclaimed. Daphne and Ben looked at the two young women in surprise. You wait right here. We'll be right back, Lisa said, and took her sister's hand as they rushed from the room. I swear they get stranger every day, Daphne said, shaking her head with a smile. I seriously don't know where they got it into their heads to dress up in school uniforms. I suppose it was a lot simpler when they were just kids in school, Ben agreed. Daphne stood up to put away the printed brochures. He pictured the twins so many years ago, walking hand in hand down the sidewalk on their way to school. The smile slipped from his face as he realized his mind was picturing them as they looked today. He struggled to bring back that original memory, but his mind wanted nothing to do with that. Finally, in frustration, he just gave his head shake, trying to drive the corrupting images from his head. What's wrong? Daphne asked as she returned. What? Oh, it's nothing. I really should get going. He started, then froze as the twins returned. They were wearing matching outfits again, but now it was skin-tight white leggings with equally tight black turtleneck sweaters. Each was carrying a leopard pattern clutch pattern, clutch purse. Their luxurious red hair was free of the ponytails and hung loosely around their shoulders. They collected Ben on their way to the front door. Then, you can't take Tina to the mall. We'll show you where you can dress her as she deserves to be seen, Lisa insisted. The woman is petite perfection. You won't find anything to flatter that in a mall, Laurie stated emphatically. Were you bringing Christopher along? Lisa asked. Of course, Ben replied. Mom, could you watch over Christopher while we take them to the proper places to get clothes? Laurie asked. If it's okay with Tina, I'd love to. Daphne said. She'd played with the sweet-natured little boy when they stayed with Trish, and he was a joy to take care of. Ben couldn't argue as he knew next to nothing about fashion. The twins pulled on their coats, and Ben grabbed his on the way out the door. They hopped into the back seat of his truck, and he drove to his place. They followed him in and waited in the foyer as he kicked off his boots and went looking for Tina. Hi, Ben. Tina smiled as she pushed the roasting pan into the oven. She'd prepared another wonderful meal for him. Dinner is at six. Ben glanced at the clock. That gives us just a little over five hours to take you on a shopping trip. I have two fashion experts with me who informed me I was taking you to the wrong place for clothes, he said with a grin as he took in her puzzled smile. She pulled off the oversized apron she'd borrowed from him something else he was going to have to buy for her, and followed him out to the foyer after bundling up Christopher and grabbing his diaper bag, then explained that Daphne would be watching over her son that afternoon. You remember Lisa and Laurie McKellen? Ben introduced them. Hello, Tina beamed at the twins. Hi, they replied, ready for a shopping extravaganza, Lisa gushed. This is going to be so much fun, Laurie enthused. 
Tina was all smiles as Ben helped her on with her jacket. They all piled into his SUV, dropped off the boy with a delighted Daphne, and headed off. Laurie directed them downtown, away from the land of malls. As Ben drove, the twins grilled Tina on what kinds of clothes she thought she needed and where she would be wearing them. Soon, Laurie had guided them to a parking lot just outside of one of the city's older sections. It was a densely packed neighborhood of coffee shops, trendy restaurants, and, most importantly, clothing boutiques. Lisa and Laurie immediately guided Tina into a shop specializing in petite sizes. Ben followed them in. Lisa took Ben's arm, led him to a chair near the back, hung up his jacket on a hook, and sat him down to wait. The twins hung up their coats and Tina's as well, as the shop was quite warm. The woman who owned the shop came forward to speak with them. Laurie introduced Tina and explained they needed clothes for her for the spring and summer when attending some courses at the university. Also, some outfits for casual wear and evening wear. The shop owner cast a critical eye over Tina and directed her to the changing area where Ben was already sitting. He smiled at her excited expression. She was practically trembling. With several outfits dangling from her fingers, the woman put them into a change room and indicated to Tina, which should be worn together. Lisa and Laurie sat in chairs on either side of Ben. Each placed a hand on his arm. A few minutes later, Tina stepped slowly out of the change room, wearing a soft yet classic white blouse and black skirt. Ben's eyes widened and he smiled in appreciation. This was a new look for Tina. It was simple and subtle, but gave her such a sophisticated look. He was sure that when she wore this outfit, she would be taken seriously. He knew he had to buy it for her. Sold, he said with a grin. Tina's smile was a little shaky, and he gestured her over to his side. She turned her wrist over, and he saw the intricate detail that was just in the sleeve alone. $300 for a blouse. The tag on the skirt said $500. He had a momentary attack of sticker shock, but then he took a more critical look at the workmanship. Both items were exquisitely made and of the highest quality. He noticed that the owner was observing him carefully. Turning to face her, he nodded, and she nodded, and she nodded back, pleased. Sold, he said firmly, looking Tina directly in the eye. Then it is too, she began. Are you questioning me? He said in a quiet rumble. Do you think I would dress you in less than the best? Tina was back to trembling, but this time it was her emotions overflowing. No tears. Go try the next outfit. Go, he commanded. Tina spun and dashed for the change room with a thrilled smile on her face. The shopkeeper gave him an approving look as she moved back to the cashier's desk. Lisa and Laurie watched the exchange and looked at Ben with new eyes. From their own observations, they knew he was gorgeous, and his body was incredible. From what Trish had told them, they understood he was a tiger in bed, but seeing him show his dominant side put him over the top. The twins were so used to controlling the eager suitors, they'd never been exposed to this before. They liked it. They wanted it. Ben noticed the girls were beginning to dig their red lacquered claws into his arms. He wasn't going to sit still if they started pawing him again. 
His brain was still in Tina mode, and he was not pleased with how they were acting. Stop that. Put your hands in your laps and sit quietly, he growled. Immediately, they pulled back and watched him. Tina stepped out of the change room in a beautiful sundress. She saw Ben's eyes light up in delight and felt a zing of pleasure shoot through her body. Then, she saw the two sisters sitting on either side of him, squeezing their thighs together with a strange look on their faces as they watched her man. She immediately recognized the look and understood its source. She wasn't sure what Ben said to them, but she trusted Ben implicitly and knew they deserved it. She smiled at him and walked closer. Ben was dazzled by how beautiful Tina looked in the flowing dress. It clung to her in the right places yet flowed around her. God, he was starting to react to her. His look smoldered as a deep rumble began in his chest. Tina saw the fire in his eyes as she heard his approval. She felt a tingling warmth spreading through her loins. A blush rushed across her face. The twins also heard it and moaned quietly as they squirmed to appease their own tingling. Sold. Next, Ben smiled up at Tina with promise in his eyes. She scurried back to the change room, her smile beginning to ache from being so wide. She came out three more times, two more outfits for university and one more casual dress. All of them looked amazing on Tina and Ben decided to get them all. The shopkeeper arrived with one final item, a simple black party dress, more of a sleeveless shimmering skin. Ben was struggling to discreetly adjust his erection when he saw the new dress. Tina came out of the dressing room, carrying all of the clothes. Her mind was reeling with the cost of the clothes she was carrying, but Ben had spoken. The woman took the clothes from Tina and looked at Ben. We'll take them all. I'd like to see the black dress on her, he said, and the woman smiled and nodded to him. She handed the party dress to Tina, whose eyes went wide. She looked at Ben, and he gestured to the change room. She fast-stepped back into the room as the woman took their purchases to the cash. Ben stood and quickly adjusted himself in his pants, completely forgetting the twins were sitting quietly next to him. Their moans as they watched him brought their presence back to his mind. His cock was still straining against the fabric of his pants, but at least the pinching was gone. He looked to the two ladies and saw they were biting their lips and staring at the large ridge in his pants. Damn it, he thought. He sat back down, uncomfortably between them, and leaned back as much as he could to relieve the pressure. Unfortunately, this just put him on display for the twins, and he saw them squirming. He had the sudden thought of how their roles were now reversed from this morning, when they were dressed in those outrageous school uniforms. That image didn't help his current issue and he felt himself surge to his full length. The twins moaned when they caught the motion in his pants. He completely forgot about the twins as soon as Tina stepped out of the change room. The shimmering black dress clung to her like a second skin. A single strap went around the back of her neck and ran down her chest to cover her breasts while exposing her cleavage. Her back was half exposed and the dress ended at mid-thigh. The gentle swell of her breasts and her ass were accentuated, perhaps even a little exaggerated, and he desperately wanted to run his hands all over her body. 
he leaned forward in his chair and beckoned her closer. Exerting tremendous willpower, he reached out and placed his hands upon her hips and felt the heat of her skin through the smooth, soft fabric. This was definitely a summer dress as it would allow her to shed heat as they danced. He pulled his hands back and looked up into her eyes, which were half-lidded with lust as she trembled from the sensation of his hands on her. We'll be taking this dress as well. Go get changed, he said roughly. She spun and rushed back to the change room. Ben lasted thirty seconds before he surged to his feet. He needed to move. He walked over to the door of the change room. Tina, hand me the dress once you've taken it off, and I'll take it up to the cash, he said. The door opened, and she stood before him in her bra and panties only. Her nipples were showing clearly against the fabric, mirroring her excitement. Ben was showing against his pants visibly. She licked her lips and looked back up at him. Ben took the dress from her. Get dressed, he said, his voice rough with need. Once the door closed, he turned back to Lisa and Laurie. He headed over to the cache and missed seeing the girls leap from the chairs to get to his jacket first. Laurie snatched it up and pulled it tight against her nose as she breathed in deeply. She sighed and held it out to her sister with a smile. Lisa pulled it in for a deep breath and sighed as well. They heard a gentle throat clearing and looked over to see Tina watching them with a raised eyebrow. Embarrassed, they handed Ben's jacket to her and her own as well. Lisa leaned forward to speak quietly. We are so jealous of you, Tina. We had no idea Ben was so. Dominant. Assertive. Hot, Laurie blurted as Lisa struggled to put a word on it. She nodded and grinned at her sister's explosion. Ben is full of surprises. I believe he sometimes discovers more in himself than he thought he was capable of, Tina smiled gently. I think tonight he is going to surprise me greatly. Maybe all night long, she teased, and the twins whined in frustration. They walked up to the cashier's desk, and the woman was handing Ben the bag and a business card. There was a handwritten name and number on the back. Tina sighed and smiled. There was a display case by the desk, and something caught her eye. She looked into the display and admired a simple black choker necklace with a single blood-red stone in a black setting. There were matching earrings. She felt Ben's breath on her neck as he peered into the case over her shoulder. That would look spectacular with that black dress we just got, wouldn't it? He said. Her eyes immediately went to the price tag. She gasped. May we look at this, please? Ben said to the woman behind the desk. She came around with a key and opened the case to put the necklace and earrings on the glass surface with a mirror. Tina couldn't move, so Ben lifted the choker and fastened it around her throat. She trembled at the feel of his hands on her, and her eyes closed. The woman was watching her responses with fascination. Tina felt Ben holding the earrings next to her ears and felt his warm breath on her ear. Open your eyes, Tina. Look at how beautiful you look, he whispered. She looked into the mirror, and the woman looking back was a stranger. It took her a second to realize that beauty was her. She gasped, and tears sprung to her eyes. I take it that means you like it, Ben smiled. She couldn't trust her voice, so she just nodded. 
Ben looked at the woman and told her to ring them up. He placed the earrings back on the display case with the choker. The woman locked the case and took their purchases away to wrap them. Please, may I kiss you, please, Tina whispered to Ben fiercely. Ben looked at Tina and saw her desperate need. He also saw the twins eyeing him with similar expressions. Unfortunately, the shop owner was close enough to have heard as well, so she looked at him to see what he'd do. A small one, only, Ben agreed, though the audience made him uncomfortable. He leaned down to bring his mouth to hers. She captured his lower lip between hers, and he caressed her upper lip with his tongue, before pulling away. She made a little squeak of need, then looked down as a large tremble went through her body. Ben turned back to the woman, who had gone still, as she watched the kiss. Flustered, she completed packaging the necklace and earrings and rang the sail through for him. Her neck was flushed, and she unconsciously unbuttoned the top button of her blouse to cool her throat. He thanked her, put the purchase in the bag with the clothes, and turned back to Tina. He put on his jacket and helped her put hers on, as the twins yanked theirs on. Once they were outside, Ben turned to the twins. Where to now? Could we get a coffee and a snack? There is a really nice little bakery on the next street over, and next to it, two doors down, is another great petite's shop. Three doors beyond that is a great place to get casual, sexy, and fun clothes, Lisa suggested. Ben's stomach rumbled as he'd missed lunch. He smiled at Lisa. Tina looked up at Ben in surprise. More clothes? The items you have are lovely, but not enough to call a wardrobe, Laurie said. Ben leaned over and whispered in Lisa's ear. She smiled and patted Ben on the arm. Yes, I know just the place. That will be our last stop. Tina looked at Ben curiously, but Ben gave nothing away. They made their way to the bakery, which was as small and lovely as Lisa said. They placed their orders at the counter. Ben paid, and they grabbed the booth in the back corner with a small circular table and wraparound bench. Ben slid in first and went around to the back wall to give the others room. Tina directed Lisa to slide in after him and Laurie to slip in the other side. Then Tina sat last, which put her opposite Ben. There wasn't a lot of room under the table for three sets of long legs, even with Tina's shorter ones leaving some space, so it was unavoidable that knees and thighs touched. Ben found himself between the two sisters again and looked curiously at Tina, but it was her turn to hide her intentions. Lisa explained to Tina what outfits they should look for in the next store, which made Tina smile. Ben tuned himself out of their conversation and began to relax until he felt someone rubbing the insides of his thigh gently. He immediately looked at the twins, but they both seemed to be paying attention to what Tina was saying. Their drinks and snacks arrived, and the touching ended as everyone turned their food. Ben tried to ignore the feel of the twins' legs on his, but his body was acting like a jerk as usual, and his pants were becoming tight again. Then he felt someone stroking his hardening cock through his pants, and he once more shot a look at the twins, but they both had their hands on the table. He looked over at Tina in surprise. It was then he noticed that she'd slid down on the bench so she could reach across under the table to get her bare foot on his crotch. She gave him a mischievous smile, which he returned. Two could play this game. 
he gripped her ankle and started to rake his nails gently across the bottom of her foot. Tina's eyes went wide, and she squirmed as the tickling made her body jerk. Lisa and Laurie immediately knew something was up. They looked at Tina's grimacing, and then down at Ben's lap, where they saw him holding her ankle and tickling her foot. Help me, Tina gasped to them. Then she clapped a hand over her mouth to keep her shrieks inside. The twins immediately joined in the tickle fight. Against Ben, they started running their nails along the insides of both of his thighs, and it was Ben's turn to squirm. Their legs prevented him from closing his, and he didn't want to let go of Tina as she had moved her other foot into play, stroking him unmercifully until he had to finally stop tickling and grab her other ankle. The damage was done, though. He was hard as a rock, and his pants were pinching once more. Ben wasn't aware that Tina had managed to tug his zipper down to the bottom with her toes. Tina struggled to get her legs free, and he clung tenaciously. He shifted position on the bench to relieve the pinch, and suddenly he felt much better. No pressure at all. The grinning twins looked over the edge of the table to see if Ben had released Tina's legs yet, and froze when they saw his thick cock extending well outside his open zipper. They looked at each other, then back at Tina, who nodded to them. While Ben was occupied with looking at Tina, Lisa and Laurie reached out a hand and took a solid grip on Ben's cock, Lisa's hand above Laurie's. They gasped at its hardness and heat. Ben gasped at the sudden sensation of their hold on him and lost his grip on Tina's legs. Tina used the opportunity to grip the base of his cock with her feet. She pumped him a few times. Laurie picked up the motion, and Lisa followed. By the third pump, they were moving in unison. Ben grabbed the wrists of the twins and pulled their hands away from him. Tina, stop. Now, he growled. She immediately pulled her legs back and slipped her socks and boots back on. Ben released the twins, and they sat back, waiting for him to yell at them. He struggled to get his erection back into his pants, but he was pinned beneath the table and couldn't adjust his pants. He felt totally helpless, and the ridiculous nature of the struggle made him snort. Lisa, Laurie, and Tina hadn't been expecting that reaction from Ben. He started to laugh and slumped back against the booth. His tight pants prevented him from going soft, so he just covered himself with his paper napkin. The ladies all picked up his laugh with giggles of their own. What are you going to do now, Ben? You seem to be caught between a table and a hard place, Lisa said. He tried to scowl at the beauty, but his heart just wasn't in it. We could take care of that for you, Laurie suggested. It doesn't seem to be going away on its own. Just saying, she licked her lips eagerly. I'm not having sex in public, Ben said firmly. I need to stand up so I can stuff myself back into my pants. Lisa, please slide out of the booth and block the view. Lisa slid out and stood beside the booth facing him. He had expected her to look the other way, but it was a little late now to be shy. He carefully slid out of the booth and stood up. He dropped the napkin and the twins gasped as they finally got a clear look at him. He scowled and popped the button on his pants and tucked himself away. Once he was wedged back in his pants, uncomfortably, he excused himself to use the washroom, as that sometimes settled these distractions.
Once he was gone, Lisa and Laurie pounced on Tina. Oh my god, that was incredible! How did you free the beast? Lisa gushed. I just got his zipper down. It did the rest. I guess it doesn't like to be confined, Tina grinned. I know where I'd like to confine it, Lisa replied with a hot look. Are you going to be in trouble? Laurie asked, a little worried. Tina thought about his reaction. He was actually having fun and laughed afterward, so she thought it might be all right. Still, she would take preventative measures and apologize as soon as they were outside. She shook her head, and Laurie looked relieved. Ben returned and asked if they were ready to move on. They left the restaurant, and Tina slipped up beside Ben and tugged his hand gently. He bent down so she could whisper to him. I am very sorry if I embarrassed you, but it was nice to play with you, and I liked hearing you laugh, she said sweetly. Ben took her face between her hands and kissed her softly. Her eyes went a little dreamy. I'm okay, but let's try to avoid the public indecency charges in the future. Yes, he carried her parcel in his right hand and held her hand and his left as they went to the next shop. Once more, the twins spoke with the shopkeeper. Only this time they greeted him with kisses on the cheek and hugs. They introduced him as Alois and a fashion genius. Once Tina was presented without her coat, Alois looked her over and sent her to the back with the twins and Ben. Laurie plonked Ben down on a couch and sat next to him with Lisa on the other side. It was a bit of a tight fit, but they tried not to lean on him, so he decided to relax. Lisa got up and tugged Ben over a little on the couch, so he had more room. He smiled his thanks. She then pulled a small stool over in front of the sofa, and she sat on that at his feet and leaned back against the cushions, with her arm casually resting, over arm casually resting, over his legs as they watched Alois return with an armload of clothes. The man held them up against Tina, and the twins helped Fine tune his selection based on how they thought she'd wear them. Tina went into the change room with six outfits, and they left the shop with five of them. Ben had been nervous about Lisa's casual touching, but aside from using his legs as an armrest, she behaved, and he finally relaxed. He was feeling much more comfortable around them. Even though they'd both grabbed his cock earlier, he missed seeing Laurie giving her sister a high five as they left the shop. The second to last stop was a large three-story shop with lots of casual clothing. Here the twins were in their element. They moved from rack to rack with Tina in tow and showed her options. Tina would try some on, and if they all agreed she looked good, the item went into the shop's bag. When Tina came out of the change room with the yoga pants, Ben leaned down to whisper in Laurie's ear. Get one in every colour, he said. Laurie snorted, and Tina grinned at Ben's awestruck look. Ben was loaded down with bags as they left the store, and they had one final stop of the day. Lisa led them two streets over to a lingerie shop. Tina looked at Ben in surprise. You should have something nice to wear to bed at night instead of my old t-shirt, he responded. And you need a dressing gown. She gave him a brilliant smile. They went inside, and Lisa spoke with the manager. She took one look at the hall Ben was carrying and nodded. She led them into a private seating area behind the regular change rooms, then set all the bags down and had a seat 
Tina showed the saleswoman the clothes she just purchased, including the tight black party dress, and asked for underwear to go with these items. The saleswoman smiled at Ben as she left, and a few minutes later returned with a selection of beautiful bra and panty sets. Tina approved the items and looked over at Ben. He nodded, and the saleswoman took the purchases to the cashier's desk. Lisa and Lori came into the back room with an armful of nighties. The three women looked through the items, and Tina selected a lovely black satin nightie and walked back into the center change room. Lisa and Lori stepped into the change rooms on each side of Tina's. This surprised Ben, and he felt a little apprehensive. Ben heard a gentle tapping three minutes later. Then all three doors opened, and the women walked out wearing very little. Lisa and Lori were wearing matching white baby doll nighties, and Tina contrasted beautifully in her black satin. The two redheads stood five, foot ten, which made Tina's five-foot height in the middle seem all the more petite. It wasn't until the three women got much closer that Ben noticed what the twins' nighties were missing. He could clearly see their stiff pink nipples, and their panties were missing material to cover. Well, anything. It's only fair, Ben, Laurie said. We got to see your goodies, so you get to see ours, Lisa giggled nervously. Both had trimmed their red nether hair into small triangles just above their exposed lower lips, which were shining with more than a little wetness. Ben tore his eyes away and looked at Tina, who stood demurely between the two Amazons. She looked shyly at Ben, and his eyes assured her of everything she needed to know. She blushed, and a warm tingle shot through her body. You look exquisite, he said. This comes in emerald green and royal blue as well, she said, sliding her hands across the smooth fabric on her stomach. You should have one of each, and don't forget to get a dressing gown, Ben said. He crooked his finger, and she leaned down so he could give her a kiss. She rushed back to the change room. Now what to do with you two, he growled. They bit their lips and shifted nervously. They'd hoped he'd drag them to the floor and ravage them, to do to them what he'd done to Trish. After seeing the size of his cock and feeling its hardness, that's pretty much all they could think of. God, just thinking about it, made them wetter than they currently were, now that they were standing here boldly exposing themselves to Ben's fierce gaze. I assume you were hoping I'd be overcome with lust, seduced by your goodies, and have my way with you. Perhaps reenact that little story. Trish told you about our night together. They moaned in unison as the idea made them tingle madly. They were actually getting pretty close, and he hadn't touched them yet. He growled, and they trembled, their knees going weak. He saw them getting a little wobbly, and he didn't want them falling. Get on your knees, he said. They immediately dropped their knees before him. They kept their eyes down, so they didn't see him look up to see Tina exit from the change room. She saw Ben's stern and exasperated expression, and the two ladies on their knees, their heads tipped forward. They were trembling. She smiled at Ben and pantomimed him spanking them. He nodded at first, then shook his head quickly with a scowl, indicating he couldn't do that. Tina had a better idea. She gestured that he should spank their pussies. His eyebrows rose, and he shook his head again, 
but she put her hands together, beseechingly, and begged him silently to do it. He looked askance at her, but then saw the women were shaking, and he could smell their excitement. He looked at Tina one last time to ask her to reconsider, but she continued to beg for her friends. He turned back to the ladies and sighed. I guess a spanking is in order, he growled, and they moaned. He leaned forward and brought his palms under their wetness. They barely had time to gasp when he slapped them gently over the surface of their wet pussies. They lurched forward and grabbed his powerful arms, and he slapped them again, his fingertip dipping quickly between their wet lips. He kept up the rhythmic slapping, overstimulating their clits, and dipping his fingers further into them with each slap. They were far closer to their release than they thought. The twins cried out as sudden orgasms shot through them, and they clung to Ben as the pleasure took their minds soaring, then switched to rubbing their abused flesh in slow circles, and he felt their bodies tense up and heard gasps as they peaked once more. Before they could come down from their second plateau, he slid two fingers deep inside each of them and firmly rubbed across their G-spots. The two women cried out and shook hard, gritting their teeth with the intensity. When they stopped jolting, he slid his hands free, and they gasped and clung limply to him as they leaned against his chest and rested their heads on his shoulders, breathing heavily. I guess I'd better buy you these nighties since you've gone and made them all wet, he growled. He felt them nod weakly. Tina walked up behind them when they began to show signs of recovery. The sound appeared to startle them, and the two women pushed against his chest to get back onto their knees, then up to their unsteady feet. Tina braced them until they made their way back to their change rooms. Ben looked down at his hands, which were well coated with the juices of two women. As tempted as he was to taste them, he exerted his will to deny himself that pleasure. Instead, Tina helped him get the door open on the small washroom to the side of the room and turned the taps on. Ben washed his hands and Tina dried them. Ben kissed her on the forehead as she did, and she tilted her face up for one on the lips. Thank you for rewarding my friends and making them feel good, Tina said softly. Ben smiled and nodded. They went back out to get the packages. Lisa and Laurie came out of the change rooms with a soft glow on their faces, which still looked a little flushed. They looked at Ben hungrily, which made him sigh, as he'd hoped they would have gotten that out of their systems. The twins scooped Tina up between them and hustled her out into the store proper with the items they were getting. Ben made sure Tina picked up the nighty in green and blue and a lovely dressing gown, then paid for all of the items. The saleswoman couldn't keep her eyes off of Ben as she picked up the scent of the two ladies on him. His face burned with embarrassment, so he was pleased when they finally got back outside in the cooler air. It was close to 5 p.m., so they had to head back, but the twins gasped and pulled Tina into one more shop. Ben sighed and followed them inside the shoe store. Lisa and Lori fell in love with some tall, soft leather boots, expensive, and Tina found six pairs of shoes in different styles to match the outfits she now had, very expensive, and three purses. Ben paid for everything as the ladies giggled and clung to him. Shoes are like catnip for women he thought to himself with a smile. They were finally on their way home, with all of the bags loaded into the back. Tina had a lovely smile on her face from a successful day of shopping 
and the anticipation of being in Ben's arms that night. The twins relaxed in the back seat, recalling Ben's hands on them. He pulled into their driveway, and the twins reached into the back and got their purchases. May we give you a kiss, Ben? Lisa asked nervously. He looked at Tina, and she nodded before she slipped from the truck to get her son. Sometime during the day, he'd lost his image of the twins as they had been so long ago. He assumed it was mainly due to their clever and probably intentional school uniform play from the morning. When he looked at them now, all he could see was their current adult beauty. Lisa was first to lean over the front seat. She took it slower this time and caressed his lips with hers. He found himself kissing her back and she melted against him until he pulled back. Laurie looked at her sister's beatific expression with wide eyes as she sat back to make room for her. Laurie leaned over the seat and nervously pressed her lips to Ben's. When he gently sucked at her lower lip, she moaned and pressed more firmly, sliding her tongue against his, until once more Ben pulled back. Thank you for helping Tina today. I really appreciate it. Have a good night, he said, and the twins dreamily slid out of the truck. They cast looks back at Ben as they walked to the door. They met Tina on the steps, and both gave her big kisses on the cheek. Tina was a little flustered when she got back into the truck. Ben grinned at her and drove them to his place. He carried all of Tina's loot inside and put it in the guest bedroom where she had her clothes. Tina got Christopher situated in his playpen and checked on dinner while Ben jumped into the shower. He didn't want to have the scent of excited women on him when Hannah and Beth came over tonight. He and Tina enjoyed sharing a meal and each other's company. He listened to her describe how many outfits she could put together with the items they got when the doorbell rang. Ben looked at the clock and noticed it was almost seven. Tina shooed him from the kitchen to answer the door. Beth and Hannah stood smiling on his step, and he ushered them in. Beth sniffed the air. No fresh-baked cookies today. Ben smiled. Not today. We were out shopping for clothes for Tina all afternoon. Lisa and Laurie McKellen showed us where to find some very nice shops. Hannah raised her eyebrows. You survived an afternoon with the twins. That is showing remarkable progress, Ben, she grinned. He grinned back, then looked thoughtful. Actually, it does feel like progress. There were moments where they were really pushing my boundaries, but I think Gabriella's talk the other day, and Tina's presence is really helping. Speaking of the lovely lady, Ben said as Tina arrived, with a sweet smile for him and a very sleepy Christopher on her hip. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Beth. Christopher had a very busy day at Daphne's, so he's off to bed, Tina said to their guests. The ladies greeted her with a smile and fawned over the small child. We're heading down to the media room for our session. The door will be closed, so if you need me, you'll need to knock as I won't be able to hear if you call, Ben reminded her. She nodded and waved goodnight. Ben led the way to the media room, and they took up their spots. There was a tray of sweets on the table, and Ben smiled at the women. I don't know when she had time to do it, but this is courtesy of Tina. They made themselves comfortable, and the session picked up with Beth. The sweets gradually ran out, and they reached a good place to stop for the night at 
Beth was smiling and gave her friends a big hug as they stood up to leave the room. I just want you two to know that I am so grateful for you both being here to share your time with me. I feel so much better these days, and it really feels like there's not only a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm close to exiting the tunnel for good. Thank you. Hannah wiped a tear from her eye and smiled at Beth. These talks do wonders for me, Beth, too. I'm grateful for both of you as well. Ben just pulled them in for another hug and kissed them both on the tops of their heads. Beth grinned at Hannah, who rolled her eyes with a smile. He was such a physically affectionate man. Ben saw them out the door and locked up. He walked down to the bedroom and saw Tina leaning back on some pillows, looking at a tablet. She had the sheets pulled up to her neck. He took off his shirt and pants and stood naked at the end of the bed with a smile on his face. So which nighty are you wearing tonight? he asked with a playful growl. Tina put the tablet on the side table, then swept the sheets away from her body with a smile. She wasn't wearing anything at all, Ben's smile. Ben's smile burst into a huge grin. He curled his finger to get her to come to him. Tina crawled towards him, across the bed, on her hands and knees. She looked up at him, then leaned closer to run her tongue along the top of his slowly thickening cock. He sucked in his breath, and while his eyes closed, she dipped forward again and stuffed as much of him in her mouth as she could before he hardened completely. She worked at getting more of him deeper into her throat. He heard her breathing heavily through her nose and felt her swallowing against the head of his cock. He moaned, and she finally had to pull him partially out of her mouth to allow herself to breathe. He surged to full hardness, took her head between his hands, and pumped the first three inches in and out of her mouth. He pulled out after a few strokes, and she tried to pull him back into her mouth, but he just grabbed her under the arms and lifted her up against his chest to kiss her deeply. She whimpered as his thick cock rested between her legs. She could feel the heat of him against her wet opening, and her pussy tingled maddeningly. Ben held her tight against his chest and began to pump his hips forward and back, dragging her along the top of his cock, lubricating it well with her juices. Tina was moaning non-stop from the delicious teasing Ben was doing to her. He moved his hands down to her ass and squeezed the perfect orbs in his hands. She squealed as he slid his fingers deep between her cheeks, until his fingers deep between her cheeks, until his fingers picked up the wetness to be found there. He stroked across her rosebud, and she squealed once more as her body trembled. Ben lifted Tina off of his chest and laid her back on the bed. She held out her arms to him, and he crawled over her body. When the head of his cock met the lips of her pussy, she reached down and slid it up and down until it was slick with her juices. She positioned him and looked into his eyes. She saw the fire burning there, and he slowly pressed forward. Tina gasped as the thick head forced its way inside. Ben paused just inside while she got used to the pressure. The heat and tightness of her was heavenly torture as the rest of his cock waited to feel that bliss. He began to make tiny and gentle thrusts in and out to tease Tina's dripping pussies. 
Tina moaned as the tingles increased to almost unbearable levels. She clawed at his ass, so he pressed a little firmer. Slow, Tina, he said calmly. She made a big push and immediately slipped half of his length inside. Tina squealed and shook as her arms and legs jolted from the sudden invasion. Her legs went around his hips and trembled as she felt him slip a little deeper once more. Ben realized she was going much too fast and tried to halt his descent into her depth. He knew she needed to take it slow, but her body kept jolting, squeezing, and pulling at him. She became frantic and couldn't seem to hold still. He dipped his face down and kissed her face, which had a feverish expression. Her eyes were closed in concentration, and she was panting through her teeth. He was concerned he was hurting her and tried to pull back when she slammed her heels against his ass while pushing her pelvis up hard. He hit bottom, and Tina flinched from the impact, then went absolutely still. Tina, slow down, he growled. Her eyes flew open, and she looked up at him nervously. This isn't a race. You have to give yourself time to adjust, or you're just going to hurt yourself. Now hold still and just relax, he exclaimed. She nodded up at him with tears in her eyes, and a frown on her lips. Damn, are those tears of pain or sadness? He asked gently. May, maybe a little of both, she whimpered. Ben sighed, and he very slowly pulled himself out of the woman. She began to protest, but his scowl immediately silenced her. Once he was out, she jolted once more, as the sensation of being so empty began to feel like a muscle cramp. She made pained expressions as her body protested. Ben watched her with a look of dismay. This is why we have to take it very slowly, he said gently. Tina looked at Ben nervously again, then looked at his stiff cock. She tried to move down to take him in her mouth once more, but another cramp caused her to jolt. After it passed, she tried again, but Ben stopped her. What are you doing, he said. I cannot leave you like that, she moaned. Tina, you need to relax your muscles. I imagine you've just given yourself a bad cramp, and it's going to take some time to settle down. Don't worry about my erection. It will go away. We're done for the night, Ben explained. But I want to give you pleasure. We teased you all day, she moaned. I'm fine, Tina. I don't have to have it every day. I went years without. I'll survive. You need to recover and listen to me next time when I tell you to take it slow, he said. It worked last time, didn't it? Tina began to cry. Hey, what's with the tears? I'm not angry with you, he said, surprised. I cannot give you what you need because I am too small. I, I will call Gabriella or Catherine. She tried to move over to get the phone, but Ben grabbed her and held her down on the bed. He put his hand on her cheek and forced her to look him in the eye. Let me make one thing very clear. When I say I'm fine and I don't need to have sex, I mean it. I don't need you to try to find me someone else. I can stick my cock in. I'm a little offended that you think I'm motivated exclusively by my sex drive. Would I have liked to have had sex with you tonight? Yes, but mistakes were made, and now that isn't possible. That's okay. We learn from the mistake and move on. The next thing I'd like to do tonight is to go to sleep with a lovely petite woman 
snuggled in beside me. I don't want any middle-of-the-night surprises either. Just a good night's sleep. Understood? She nodded sadly, and he gave her a kiss. He got under the sheets and shut off the light. Tina tucked herself up against him, and he sighed contentedly. A few minutes later, he was still awake as he felt her fidgeting. He wondered if she was fretting about failing to please him. He'd made his position as clear as he could. He wondered what he was supposed to do in this kind of situation with a submissive. Should he have punished her in some way? He thought that was ridiculous as she was already in pain from the cramp. Tina, what's wrong? He said quietly. Nothing, she whispered. No, the truth, he growled. She was quiet for a few seconds. I'm horny. Ben snorted. It's not funny. I'm too sore, but I'm still horny. Then, that is your punishment for not listening to me. If you go to sleep now and are up to it in the morning, I'll take care of that itch. For now, tough. Go to sleep, he said with a grin. He could almost see her pout in the darkness. Ben was asleep in minutes. For Tina, it took a little longer 